This week, we are throwing it back to one of our 2021 fan favorite, most downloaded episodes, and that is our 100th episode replay. So in this episode, this is where Steph, our podcast manager, actually interviews me and asks me 100 questions, some business, some personal, all about me, the business, things that we went through. There was no questions left off limits. And y'all love this episode. So we're giving you a replay as we close out the 2021 year with one of our most downloaded episodes. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, 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 Surf Scale Soar family. Oh my goodness. I am so excited because today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. We are celebrating our 100th episode. And as we were going through different topics that we could do, Stephanie suggested that I get Austin to get on and ask me questions. And I turned it around on her and said, actually, you've been producing this show for a hundred episodes. I think you should actually be the one that interviews me. And I said, and I want to do a hundred questions. Do you think this is feasible? And she went with it and said, yes. So in today's episode, Stephanie is interviewing me with a hundred questions to celebrate our 100th episode. And I have no idea what these questions are. She pulled our audience. She wrote them out, but I have no idea what they are. She said she wanted to send them to me. And I was like, that would be no fun. So this is completely like a blind interview and I'm excited. Steph, thank you so much for being here. This is so, so fun. I am excited to dive in. So Brandy, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Some of these are going to be a mixture of personal and business. Some of them will be funny. Some of them are more serious. Some of them are quick one word, two word answers. Some of them will be in depth. They're going to be super exciting. And like Brandy said, she's not seen any of these questions, which is very fun. So the first one, and some of these I know the answer to, but I know that many of the Surf Scale Soar and many of your audience that listen to the podcast do not know. So what is your Enneagram number? Oh, I'm an Enneagram eight. And one thing that I don't know is like really what that means. <laughs> so I know that when I see posts on Instagram, I like share them, but I don't know much about Enneagram, but I do know I'm an eight. Perfect. Eight is the challenger. So what about your love language? What would you say your love language is? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such a good question. So, and I know I'm supposed to be doing these short, but we're just going to run with it because I didn't know you were going to ask this. So my love language is quality time is my number one followed by acts of service. So my husband and I, right when we got married, we had just moved to New Orleans. And it's like one of those things they say, like the most like difficult times in your life is like newly married, moving to a new place and like having a baby. And we got married and moved to a new place within the same week. And so we were living in New Orleans, newly married, new town. He was working. He was opening up a new restaurant for his company and he was working like 60 hours a week. I barely saw him. I was constantly working to try to build my direct sales business in this new area And we like never saw each other at all. And we started to like bicker and fight like we had never done before. 
And someone told me you should take the love languages. So we went through the whole like book plus the program. And we found out that both of us are quality time followed by acts of service. And so since we weren't getting that quality time, like it totally like, jacked up everything. And so as soon as we recognize that, now we know if we start to squabble, it's because we haven't had enough quality time. And we both started doing acts of service for each other that we knew were important to the other person. So if you don't know your love language, if you have a spouse, I highly recommend it. Love it. That was actually my next question. What what was Austin's love language? But super um, excited to see that y'all are both the same. My husband and I are opposite. So it's always fun to like see what people are. Let's keep up with, let's go ahead and start in with Austin since we're going to ask a few more questions about that. So where did you and Austin actually meet the first time? So <laughs> the PG version <laughs> is that we just met like through work. The real version is we were working together and someone invited me to a party. I'd worked at this place for two weeks. I just graduated high school. They invited me to their party because they liked me. And we met playing beer pong as partners. And so that is how we actually met. And I said, wait, you work there? I work there too. And he said, I know we've been working together for the last two weeks. So we've been together ever since. Love it. So when did you know that he was the one? Was it the first beer pong? Yes, it was. I So in high school and everything, I always said, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I just want to travel. Like I never wanted any of that stuff. And then the very next day after I met him, my best friend and I were laying by the pool and she was like, so I told you that she would like Austin. He's such a great guy. And I said, I'm going to marry him. And she was like, Brittany, shut up. Like you are, you, if you don't like him, just like say it, you don't have to be sarcastic. And I was like, no, I'm going to marry this guy. And she was like, what? And I was like, I just know it. I'm going to marry him. And then love it. Oh my gosh. So where did he propose then? At our college. So at our college that we both went to, there's this long like walkway and it goes to a building and it's called the heritage walk. And there's all these donors names on it and stuff. And the saying, like the college thing was, if you walk down holding hands all the way down this path to the end, you would get married. So every time we were in college, like walking to class and stuff, he would never walk all the way down with me. I think it was just like a thing where we'd get halfway and then he'd like break off and be like, okay, I'm going over to my class or whatever. We literally never walked through this whole thing together through college. And then when we posed, we walked, we were walking around campus. We had come back for Christmas. It was on Christmas day. It was supposed to be Christmas Eve. And then the ring got locked in the car because my grandmother picked up our keys instead of hers and took them home. So we couldn't propose. So then Christmas morning, he took me, we were like, let's just go over and walk around. And he walked me all the way down the heritage walk and proposed at the end. Oh, I love that. See, I did not know that. Okay. So keeping on with Austin, who's messier, you or Austin? Oh, 100% me. Like (sighs) it drives him insane. Yeah. Who takes care of the finances, you or Austin? (laughs) Me, 100%. (laughs) And I, I know the answer to this. Who's the better cook? So this is questionable. Oh, here we go. Austin is a chef. He was used to making everything from scratch, that kind of stuff. And I don't enjoy cooking. I'm actually good at it, but do not enjoy it. So I would say like he's better for like 99% of the time. Thanksgiving day is like my day. So I cook everything from scratch. It is like, I do all the cooking and it's so good. So I'm really good at cooking like really good 
comfort food. And as a lot of my friends like to say, I make vegetables taste really good, but like he's good. He's a better cook at like the rest of the time. Sounds like me. Okay. So what's something that Austin does that drives you nuts? He, any quirks or any? Yes. Yes. He, he like doesn't write stuff down like groceries. Like if he finishes something, he doesn't like put it on the grocery list. So then I'll go to order it. I order all the groceries every week and then he'll say like, oh, we're out of blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I would have known that if it was on the grocery list. (laughs) So that's the one thing. Yep. Okay. So now let's switch to a couple business. What did you go to college for? So super interesting. I did a double major in international relations and history with a minor in African studies. So I actually spent most of my education just in African studies, which is why I was able to double major because they were so closely related history and international relations with my minor. Very cool. So what about your first job? When was your first job? Where was your first job? (laughs) So, okay. So my first like under the table job was scanning photos. (laughs) This is how, this is like aging me. I worked for this videographer and I, for a wedding videographer and people would create like these, I guess, collages to play during their wedding of photos. So I would have to scan all those photos to get them on the computer And that was like my first under the table job. My first like legit job. I worked for two weeks at Toys R Us. I was the shortest person. So I had to dress up as Jeffrey the giraffe and I had to work the cash register and moms like they would be like, this was supposed to be, I was supposed to get five cents off of this and like make you go through the whole refund policy. And then you had to clean up and I don't like to clean up after myself. I sure as heck don't want to clean up after other people. So I quit that very quickly. And then pretty much from the time I was 15 to the time I was 22, I worked in the restaurant industry. So we know that what your favorite job was not. So what was your favorite job besides what you're doing now? What has been your favorite job? I love bartending. Oh my gosh. I was such a good bartender. I loved bartending. I loved the, it was all about like building relationships and I just love bartending. It was fun. I got to make signature drinks. I would go back and bartend like once a week now if I had the time. Okay. So now we're switching over to Disney. So uh, I was going to ask, what is your favorite vacation spot, but you can't say Disney. So what's your favorite one besides Disney? Oh, this is so hard. I love so many places. I would say... That Sedona has definitely, was definitely like, it was just a magical experience. So I wouldn't go with Riley, like not yet, but Austin and I loved our vacation in Sedona. It was just so, it was just, I was at peace. And so I would definitely, and I like, like we did restaurants and dune buggies and stuff like that and hiking. So as a couple, definitely Sedona. As a family, we love the Keys. So we love to go down to Key Largo. We love to go to Duck Key. We like the keys if I can't say Disney. Okay. So talking about Disney, because we know you love Disney, what is your favorite Disney treat? Ooh, so fish and chips from England at Epcot. <laughs> Yum. That's one of my favorites too. What about, what's your favorite Disney park? Hmm. Oh man, that's hard. Probably that's Animal hard. Kingdom. I love animals. So Animal Kingdom for sure. Okay, what's your favorite Disney character? Ooh, character. So, oh man, this is so hard. I love, oh, this is hard. 
So I love The Lion King. So I would say Simba. But I also love, I'm not big into the princesses, never have been. But I do absolutely love Princess Tiana because she's the only princess that actually wanted a career. So she wanted her own restaurant. So whenever Riley like wants to dress up as a princess, I'm like, go get your Tiana dress on. Do you know she wanted a restaurant? Oh my gosh. So funny. So what's your favorite Disney ride? Ride. Definitely safari at Animal Kingdom. I can literally navigate the whole thing word for word. Love it. And last Disney question, what's your favorite Disney movie? This is probably hard, but maybe not. Oh, dang. This is hard. So you know what? This is going to be a new one. So, and it depends because Disney recently, I mean, Disney's always buying out people. So growing up, my favorite was the Nightmare Before Christmas, like obsessed with the Nightmare Before Christmas. So I would definitely say that that's my classic favorite. But recently we just saw Cruella and I was like blown away. Haven't seen that one yet. Okay, wait, one more. Do you love or hate roller coasters? Love them. Yep, me too. Okay, back over to some business questions. If you could pick any other industry to work in right now, what would you do? What would it be? So I actually have a whole business plan wrote up that I had my brother had done. And it's like something that I would love to do in a perfect world. And like, so we would start a brewery. Like we love breweries. And so I like, I'm like 90% in it. (laughs) So um, definitely I would start a brewery. Okay. So we all know that it's probably coming one day soon. What do you typically tell people when they ask you what you do? Like normal people off the streets, the ones that are not, we all know the like blank stares that people give us when we tell us we work online because they think it's fake or something. But what do you tell people you do? So it's so funny because when I was a service provider running Facebook ads, it was really simple. I just said, I run digital advertising for companies. So Facebook, Instagram ads, and that clicked with them. And now that I don't, it's, we were at a family event and I was driving and I said, Austin, it's really hard for me to describe what we do now to the normal like person. And as soon as we get there, they were like, so Brandy, tell us what you do again. And I was like, okay, here it is. I am an online educator who teaches people how to create their businesses and do it fully remotely. Love it. Okay. So talking about entrepreneurship, did you always think that you would be an entrepreneur? I think so. I don't think I knew exactly what entrepreneurship was, but I, it's been in me since I was a little girl. Like I was always hustling, like best lemonade stand. Like I was selling at yard sales, like taking card readers, like swiping people's credit cards at yard sales. And then right after law school, I joined a direct sales company. And then after that, I knew I never wanted to go work for someone else again. So yeah, I think it's always been in me. Possibly go along with the, what's the best part of being an entrepreneur? For me, it's definitely freedom. I am not like, I never want someone telling me what to do. I want to make my own decisions, but also the freedom to like take off whenever I want and to do my own thing and to be able to travel. That is definitely part of it. So what's the worst part about being an entrepreneur? Mm, Yeah. The worst part is that you are your own boss. Like you don't have anyone telling you what to do. There's no clock in clock out. It's, it's really like, you have to know like this is my business and you're 100 responsible for the outcomes. You cannot blame that on anyone else. And so I think that that's the most difficult part is like knowing you are the reason 
it's the way you want it to be or it's not. Perfect. Okay. So now for some lighthearted personal questions, what is your favorite non-alcoholic beverage? Ooh, probably diet Dr. Pepper, but I'm kicking that habit as we speak. So when it's not diet Dr. Pepper anymore, it's, I love tea. So unsweet tea, iced tea. Tea. What about your favorite alcoholic beverage then? Oh, I love a sour beer. So what is your favorite date night? Your ideal date night, if y'all could say like you had an ideal date night, what would that look like? Yeah. So when we were in Florida, we would do it all the time once a month. And that was Cooper's Hawk. It's a winery restaurant. And you go and you do the tasting before you eat dinner. And it's like so fun because you get to taste all the monthly wines. And then it's a like really nice dinner that everything's like just done to perfection. And so definitely Cooper's Hawk date night is one of my favorites. Mm, That sounds magical. Okay. Talking about food, what's one of the most unusual things you've ever eaten? Oh man, that's hard. So I'm into drinking mushroom tea. I know you said eat, but like I've been drinking mushroom tea and I really like it, but it's definitely different. Was it an acquired taste that you had to get like so to it's a very earthy it? taste? And so I think that if you're someone who likes like matcha, which is very earthy as well, then it's a easier segue to mushroom tea. My husband hates matcha and he hates, hates mushroom tea. So it's definitely like a dirt earthy flavor. Dirt tea sounds delicious. What about a food that you hate? What's something that you hate? Mayonnaise. Ugh. Like have not tried it. Will not smell it. Do not like it or ketchup. Those two things are not allowed in my house. So funny. What's a food that you actually love, but that you don't get often or you don't have it often, but you love it? Yeah. So that would definitely be my grandmother's biscuits. Like she makes these amazing like biscuits that are made with Crisco, which is probably so bad for you. And she like uses a tin can to cut them and they're just like true like Southern biscuits and they're so good, but I just don't get them. That's why they're so good because they're made with Crisco. My grandmother used to make them like that too. It's so good. What's your favorite snack? Like what do you snack on during the day? Popcorn. (laughs) As you know, all the gifs of me like eating popcorn during meetings. So funny. Okay. So this would probably answer this question. So are you a salty person or a sweet person? 100% salty. And if you were going to do, if you were going to do something, would you cook, bake? Do you like both or do you like neither? I probably cook over bake. Yeah, me too. Okay, now we're going to switch to a few more business ones. So how did you think of or decide on the name Serve Scale Soar? So, gosh, I don't even remember. I knew that I wanted it to be about scaling your business. So, and just so everyone knows, the membership came before the podcast. So the membership name was first. So I really wanted it to be about scaling your business. So scale had to be in there. And then we're service providers. So serve came really easy. But then it was like, okay, where is like serve scale, scale serve? Like I was trying to figure it out. So whenever I'm looking for names, because everyone, if you've been in any of my programs, you know, I like alliterations. So I was like, I need another S one. What could go? So I just went to like the dictionary and started like looking through S words in soar. And then I was like jumbling the three to see how it would fit. And it went serve scale soar. And I was like, this is my moneymaker. Love it. If anybody ever needs to name their program or their business or anything, just hit up Brandy in the DMs on Instagram. And she is amazing at that. 
So, so funny. Okay. So how would you describe your team culture? I would say that we're a family. I think that's definitely the team culture and you're part of the team. So you could probably answer this. How would you describe our team culture? Yeah, no, I think it's definitely fun. It's, you know, I know that you're like the classic eight, which you probably don't know all that much about, but the eight is the challenger. I work with a lot of eights and I really love them. A lot of times they're like very achieved. They're kind of like a three. So they, you know, they want to achieve and that kind of thing. But with that, Brandy's, it's, you're not a micromanager, that kind of thing. Like you want people to like do their job, do it well, and you let them be. And, you know, kind of like you said, you know, with service providers, like letting people do what they do best. So I think that that's the fun thing. So that's what I was going to ask is who's your favorite team member, but I'm totally kidding. We know it's Janessa. We know it's Janessa. (laughs) Okay. So if this kind of goes along with the team culture thing, what qualities would you look for in a new team member? Like what's important as you bring on, because I know we, we kind of know that you're bringing on new team members as your business grows. So what's something that's very important to you that you would look for? One that they align with our values. So as you know, Stephanie, we have values in the company. So they really need to align with those. They also need to align with our culture. So if I have someone that I don't think would be a great culture fit, then it's not probably going to work out. I also always, when possible, want to support other moms. So that's really important to us. I mean, everyone on the team is currently a mom, even our people who are not directly part of the team, like bookkeeper and accountant, like their moms or soon to be moms. So just having that is really important. And then also just someone who aligns with our values and sees like the vision and what we're trying to do. Because the thing is like people who work for us are probably never going to be like, woo, I'm buying like a brand new BMW because of what Brandy pays me. Like that's, it's just not possible, but they are fulfilled in their day to day. So I think that's important as well. Love it. Okay. So let's get back to some personal stuff. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Florida. Oh, no. <laughs> we are building our house because we have lived everywhere that we've wanted to live. We have literally picked up and moved and done it. And Florida just keeps calling us home. Yep. So you're going back. When are you moving back? So our house is supposed to be done in December. As we're recording this, Elsa is making her way. So I was going to call this week and be like, when's the building start? And then I was like, maybe I should give them a second. They're probably so they're dealing right with now, Elsa. Yeah. So I'm letting it go until next week. I need like a symbol right now. So anyways, okay. What was the first car you owned? Oh my gosh. It was a 1994 Blazer and I got my license. Okay. So 2006 is when I got my, I would have been 16. So 2000, is that right? Yeah. 2006. And so like it was old (laughs) and it had rust on it and everything. And I loved it. I was super excited. It was blue and it was free. (laughs) So I was just excited to have a vehicle. Love it. Okay. Do you have any fears? Like what's your biggest fear? Any like crazy fears? Yeah. Clowns and palmetto bugs. And so Steph lives in Louisiana. So she knows what a palmetto bug is. Anyone who's not from the South, you would call them a massive roach, (laughs) but in the South, we call them palmetto bugs. So palmetto bugs and clowns. Yep. Oh, to kill a palmetto bug is seriously the grossest sound ever. Okay. Let's switch over to self-care then. What's your favorite thing to do for self-care? 
So I would say that myself, and I've had to come to terms, my self-care does not look like other people's self-care and that's okay. So I'm not someone who likes massages. I don't like facials. I don't want to do any, I don't want to take a bubble bath or any of that. So my self-care is really vacation, but also when I travel, the best self-care I can give myself is first class. Now I don't always do it, but if I'm traveling more than three hours, I 100% upgrade to first class because then I know that when I get somewhere, I'm not going to be drained. I'm not going to be jet lagged. I'm like, I just feel relaxed. I'm not like claustrophobic and all that kind of stuff. And so that's definitely been one thing that has changed is like, I love buying first class tickets. So that's my form of self-care. Yeah. And when you're going on vacation, that's how you usually want to land. You don't want to land and be in a terrible mood and be tired and cranky and all of that. So what is your favorite book? This doesn't have to be business book. It can be like personal book related. Oh, this is a hard one. So I feel like my favorite book would be The Power of Habits. And I read it when I was in college and it just like really, I love anything about the brain. And so I read that in college and I was like, oh man, this like changed the game for me with a lot of things. Also leaders eat last. Oh, I haven't read that one yet. I'm going to have to read that one. So speaking of college, what, or maybe this is when you were younger, but when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like what did you think you would do? Like my mom has me on camera saying that I wanted to be an attorney, a lawyer. And then I went to law school and (laughs) decided I didn't want to be an attorney. Too funny. It's it's like always the plans that never work out. Okay. If you could choose to do anything for a day, what would it be? Oh man, I would love to, oh man, this is a hard one. I would love to be the tiger keeper at Animal Kingdom. Tigers Tigers are my spirit animal and I would love just to be like around them. Love it. Okay. So now switching over to a little bit of business, what do you do to keep track of your goals? Ooh. So we, and uh, you know, we were just talking about this as a team is one of the things that we did really good last year that we kind of swayed away from this year, but we're getting back to is having quarterly rocks. So instead of looking at the year as a whole, I really like to look at the year in 90 days. That way you never feel like you're behind or you missed a goal and you get one of my coaches always says you get four tries and that's better than getting one try. So I love planning 90 day cycles and then having our rocks and rocks are from the book traction. Actually, I changed my mind. Traction is my favorite book. It like totally changed the game for me. So, and I've read it three times. So traction is definitely my favorite book. I just love the rocks because it keeps me focused. And when we have our rocks, I can't like be like, oh, we're going to create this new thing. We're going to do this. It's like, no, this is what's laid out. These are the three to four things that we're focusing on this quarter. Everything else will have to wait to another quarter. Yeah. And I think that you are really good about that, I will say. So what's your favorite thing about your career now? I know we talked about freedom earlier, but what's your favorite thing about like working in the online space? Yeah, I think right now what's really lighting me up is I love all my programs, but I love Beta to Biggie. I think that it's I get more connection with my students. We have weekly Q&A calls, like I get to do debrief calls with them, critiques, and I love connecting with my students. So I think right now is just Beta to Biggie because I get so much more intimate connection with my students than I do in any other program. 
Love that. And yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for us to do our little mini mastermind in SurfScale Soar soon, just to kind of bring that connection between the SurfScale Soar people too. So, okay. I know the answer to this, I think, but what was the first service that you offered when you got in this space? $15 an hour. And I was doing everything. I was making a lot of Canva graphics. I was putting like scheduling posts in Facebook groups. I was doing a little bit of her email marketing, but I was literally doing like, task. I was a task rabbit. (laughs) So what was your first digital product if that was your first service? So that was 30 minutes to conversions. And it was what I consider a flop. I launched it to the world. I did in the completely wrong way. And three people purchased my $47 product. And did you build it before you? Oh yeah. I built like funnels, the course, the whole shebang. I did it totally wrong and the opposite of what I teach inside of beta to biggie. I knew that. Okay. What, at what point in your journey did you decide to create your course? Maybe not that one, but like after and why, like for, or serve scale soar, you know, your membership in your courses. What, when did you decide to do that instead of services? So that's, I had been in May. May of 2019, I started my business in 2018, 2019, May, I had hit over six figures in 10 months with my business. And I just knew a lot of people were asking questions and I did it without an agency. And so I knew that there was something about like, and I knew I wanted a membership. I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know what memberships look like, but I knew I wanted community. And so I was like, we're just, I'm going to just teach people what I did the last. And really it happened in, it was less than 10 months because our six figures happened in 10 months, but really me figuring out how to run the business the way I wanted to took about like six months. And so I documented everything I did over those six months and put it into serve scale store. And then I was like, we're going to figure this out along the way. And we did. Love it. Okay. So do you use a paper planner? No. If so, which one? You're all digital. No. I I knew the answer to this. I've tried to use a paper planner even before when I was in drug sales and stuff. And I just, I hate paper planners. Like who has them with them? Like I can't carry that thing around with me all the time. I will admit I love paper, but I'm the same way. Everything has to go and click up, but that's like where everything lives. But I like having a scratch sheet of paper to jot things down. Okay. So talking about business stuff, what apps and systems do you use the most often? Kajabi, 100%. We like live in Kajabi. Click up, active campaign, but I'm not in there as much as Janessa. Janessa is definitely in there, but as a company, we're definitely an active campaign. Kajabi, everyone's in all the time. Click up, everyone's in all the time. And then I feel like Zoom. We're on Zoom a lot. Yeah. Like between Zoom. podcasts and everything. And then I think like, and then of course, business manager for running ads, but those are about it. Yeah. So speaking about productivity, do you schedule blocks of time to do certain kinds of work or you uh, just do everything at any kind of time? Yeah. So I don't like the whole block scheduling thing. That just doesn't work for me. For the people it does work for, great. If my calendar looked like that, I would probably have a heart attack. So, but we do have days, like we only schedule podcast episodes on Wednesdays. So I know that I'm only going to be recording podcast episodes on Wednesday. Tuesdays are usually the day that I'll record any like content that's video that we needed. So that Mondays are really like 
all, like we have our meeting, but I don't take any other calls unless we're in a like launch or conversions for clients coaching calls are going on. But most of the time, Monday's like me just getting pretty much the hardest thing that needs to get done or the thing I'm resisting the most. I do it on Monday because if not, it would get pushed to Friday. So that's what happens. And then Thursdays are a lot of calls. So we pretty much, I don't time block, but we do have days that are like pretty much for certain things, but I will do things outside of those days also. Yeah. It's kind of the idea of like the batch scheduling that way you're doing like similar things all on one day, but not super stringent. Yeah. I'm the same way having block scheduling. I've tried it before. And if you get out of whack, then it it's hard to get caught back up. So, uh, okay. What was your favorite subject in school when you were growing up? Yeah. So I loved history and civics. Those were definitely that would make my favorite. sense why you liked law. Yeah. Do you collect anything? Collect? No, I'm the anti-collector. I throw stuff away all the time. I do not like having things, but I will say as a family, I guess we collect stickers So like whenever we go somewhere and then we have a Yeti cooler that we put them all on. So that's more like our family collects it, but that's because it's not something that's taking up any room. Like I literally throw stuff away all the time. Yep. Same, same here. Okay. So what's your favorite workout? Mm, My favorite workout is definitely a strength workout. Anything with the Peloton, I love, but I use the Peloton app more for strength. I do like cycling, but like, I would definitely, if someone said, do you want to cycle or do you want to do like a strength class? I would 100% do a strength class. But lately I've been really getting into yoga. I'm not great at it. I used to do it before having Riley hot yoga. I'm not great at it, but it's an ease, like, it makes me feel more relaxed and I want to be more relaxed. So I am tapping into loving yoga. So woo. I love it. Okay. So if you were going to go at, go to Starbucks, what celebrity would you like to meet there for a cup of coffee? Matthew McConaughey. I had no idea you were going to ask that. And no one's ever asked me this question, but 100% Matthew McConaughey or Dabo Sweeney. So it depends. Like if we're on the West Coast, I want to meet up with like Texas and over. I want to meet up with Matthew McConaughey. If we're on the East Coast, I want to meet up with Dabo Sweeney. For anyone who doesn't know, he is Clemson's coach. And I think he's just a wonderful man. Oh, love it. So on a scale of one to 10, how funny would you say you are? (laughs) I would say like a six. I think my humor is very different than like normal haha humor. So maybe a six. What would you rate me? I would probably say that. Yeah. Like you're not overly like, you know, some people are like super funny, class clown, life at the party, that kind of thing. I'm not really like that either. So yeah. I make jokes and laugh at them, but they're not like your normal jokes. So I laugh at my own jokes. (laughs) Yeah. What show would you, if you could watch it over and over again, what show would it be? True Blood. So funny. I was thinking you might say something else, but okay. So oh, what? the Kardashians. So here's the deal. I love the Kardashians, but I'm not going to sit down and rewatch all their seasons. Like True. If it's on, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to rewatch it. True Blood and Nip Tuck. So these are older shows. True Blood and Nip Tuck. I would watch those seasons over and over and over again. God, I used to watch Nip Tuck too. It's so funny. So this kind of goes along with that then. So what is your favorite trash TV show now that the Kardashians are done? So I am super into Million Dollar Listing. So I finished all the LA seasons 
And now I've moved on to New York. <laughs> so I love that. That's like my reality trashy TV that met house hunters. It's like a combination. Oh, so funny. And it's like totally not real life. I'm a real, I have my real estate license. It is real life. life. (laughs) It is 100% real life. Oh my gosh. So funny. So going back to business, would you say that you enjoy working from home or do you think you'll ever get an office space again? Some of you may know she had an office space when she lived in Florida the first time, but yeah. Where do you like to work? So right now I love working at home because my daughter's home. And so in Austin's home, so it's nice some days just to pop downstairs and be like, yay, I'm with my family. It is difficult at times, but there was challenges with having an office as well. So I don't think it's that as we build a team, I would love to build a team local in Florida. And in that case, I would love to have an office where we don't necessarily go in every day, but we are together for like, you know, two or three days a week. I think it would build team culture. I would just, sometimes you just want to pop in and be like, hey, can I get this done? And I think it would just bring community more to the team. We have a great community, but it can only go so far when we're not all together. So I would say, and then Riley will be in school. So I would like to have an office one day, as long as my team's local. If it was just me again, I wouldn't get an office. Yeah, I think that it's, um, that's one of the things that I miss from my nine to five. It's just kind of the, you know, camaraderie and coffee talk or whatever around the coffee pot in the afternoon. So along the lines of working from home, do you have any advice that you'd give to people working from home? Like, how do you do it? What's your tips or tricks? Yeah, I think that you just have to have like good separation. And this took me a while to figure out, but like my laptop doesn't leave my office. It stays in my office because if I take my laptop out of my office, then I'm still going to be in work mode. So one of the things that I started doing a year, it's been over a year now, is leaving my laptop in my office. And I noticed that like it's one slip up, one night you take your laptop off out and then it's like three nights it's still and you're like, oh my God, I'm not paying attention to my family. So like my big thing is like creating your work zone, no matter where that is and like leaving work where it needs to be. So if you're working on your bed, like leave your laptop on your bedroom. Don't take it to the living room or just deciding where is your like hard yeses and hard noes. So we stopped actually doing launches on Sundays. So we used to hold a webinar on Sundays. We stopped doing that. We haven't done a webinar at an 8 p.m. time in a, over a year because it's not like that's the time I want to spend with my family. So even, and I'm sure that affects our revenue, but like that's not important to me. My family is. So I would say defining your boundaries in your house where you're going to work, where you're not, or even if it's like the times you're working, what does that look like? And then also knowing like we will always put our family first before revenue, even if it hurts our revenue, that's okay. Yeah. God, that's like one of the biggest things. And I think that's like something that we all need to hear. And I know that just like you said, one little slip up and then it's easy to start doing it. And you think, well, the kids are just watching TV. Let me do these few things. And you know, it's very hard. So speaking about that, what do you do to prevent burnout? Yeah, probably that separate. Yeah, I think that, but also I feel like when you just love what you're doing, I know this probably sounds so cliche, but when you really love what you're doing, and you have boundaries with what you do, I and like you're doing it for the right reasons. I think that's the other thing. I love what I do. We have a big vision, a big goal, and I have really solid boundaries. It's hard to have burnout 
because like, I know where those boundaries are. What happens is you start to feel burnout when you start to go past your boundaries and start saying yes, when you should be saying no to things. So if you could interview anyone on the Serve Scale Soar podcast, dead or alive, who would it be? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Love it. So I, assume I don't know what, his, what ta- is it? Green lights. I'm sure you've read green lights. Is yeah. That his book? I don't know what we would talk about for service providers. I really love him. But I would just want his voice on our podcast. So and yeah. I mean, he's good to look at. So if you had to zoom with him for an hour, you know, roughly. Um, so no. it's not even, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of podcasts, what's your favorite business podcast right now? It doesn't have to be of all time, but like, what's one that you're really enjoying right now? So I will tell you that I've kind of taken a hiatus from listening to a lot of podcasts, but I will tell you the podcast and I've been testing out a bunch of new ones. Like I've just been searching iTunes and looking at new ones and I found great episodes in like all the new podcasts that I've been checking out, but not like I listened to a few episodes and I just can't get into them. And I will tell you the one that like, I know that I can always, if there's 10 episodes, nine of them, I just like blown away. And that's the Mind Your Business podcast with James Wedmore. Like, I feel like everything he puts out there is just exactly what I needed to hear because it's more than business, it's mindset. And I think you get to a certain place in your business where like, you know what to do business-wise. Like, I don't need more business classes. Like, I know where we're going, but it's more about, like, the challenges that you come up with your mindset. So I think anytime we can find a podcast that's not just business-related, but also goes more into, like, how we can help our mindset and grow, that's where I'm at in my business. That's where I need the most support. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. So if you're talking about podcasts, do you have like a favorite personal one? Like, do you like a true crime? Do you listen to any like health or family or anything like that kind of podcast? No, (laughs) I, no, I don't. That's the short answer. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to either because I feel like you'll get sucked into them, especially some of the like true crime ones, you know, it's easy to get sucked into, but they do have some like kind of trashy ones that I thought you might've liked. So it's funny. Um, Okay. What website do you think you visit the most often? Like if we were going to do a search on your browser right now, what would be the one that you visit the most often? Probably Kajabi.com. Oh, it's so funny. I was like, I'm not even joking. I was going to say Facebook, not that you're on Facebook all that much, but like just in serve scale soar and all your groups are very active. And the funny thing is I usually don't do those on the desktop. It's like during my breaks that I have throughout the day that I'll like pop on my phone, but it's actually not even on my desktop that I do that. So I would say I'm constantly going to Kajabi all the time because all of our stuff's in there. Yeah. So how many browsers do you normally have open at once? Are you like a one to two, three person? Are you like the 20 to 30 browsers all at one time? Oh, like all those tabs? Yes. No, like, no, I only have the ones that need to be open. I'm not someone with a bunch of tabs. Like I'm someone who moves them to the favorites bar and puts them in a folder and then X's out of all of them. Yes, me too. So uh, speaking of jobs, what would you be terrible at? Like what's a job that you would just not be good at? Anything that has to do with cleaning. Like I would just be awful at it. (laughs) So she's not going to be a maid anytime soon. What would you say your everyday work attire is? (laughs) You see me. What does my husband say? Something about like professional on top and like 
slob on the bottom or something like that. Oh, that's so funny. Cause I always think you look so nice. Like, and I'm always yeah, wearing my workout like, clothes and brain is you know, always looking like so cute. It's like a nice shirt that I threw on. And then like, I always either have a pair of boxers on or like sweatpants. Too funny. She's tricking us. Okay. So what's, what's your favorite way to start your work day? Definitely with, I don't know. Like, are you an early riser? Are you a night owl? Do you have any like routine? You know, a lot of people. So do, I get like, up at six a.m. That's what my child's light turns green. So we have like a thing that turns green when she can get out of her bed, and that's at six a.m. And you better believe it's six a.m. Here she comes running into our room, and so I get up with her in the mornings. Austin usually stays in bed for a little bit longer, but I get up with her, fix her breakfast. We like sit down, chill for a little bit, chat, and then I'm usually upstairs at eight a.m. So either that's showering or if I showered the night before, go straight into my office. And so I usually just go in here and then I check what I need to do for the day and then I start getting to it. So it's nothing crazy. I do drink my coffee before I come upstairs and then I fix a hot tea once I'm upstairs. Very good. Okay. So let's switch to some personal stuff. Do you have, do you think you have any special talents that maybe someone doesn't know about? Oh man, special talents. So I am a master at planning a really great vacation. Like every time we're going on vacation, if we're going with friends, they're all like, Brandy, plan the vacation. I pick the best restaurants. I do all my research, best activities. If you let me plan a vacation, you will have the most amazing time. Okay. So I'm totally hitting you up this, this fall for my vacation planning. If you could compete in any Olympic sport, what would it be? And I know we're coming up on the, you know, summer Olympics, but it can be summer or winter. What, what can I tell you, I hate the Olympics. Like I don't like them. I don't want to watch them. And I like sports and I couldn't even tell you like an Olympic sport. So I have no idea. (laughs) So funny. So let's see. Do you have any pets? I know that you said you're an animal lover. Do you have any pets? And if you don't, do you plan to get one one day? So we had a dog that Nico, that Austin and I got when we first started living together. He is now 12 years old and he had to go live with my mom and dad because he did not like Riley when she was a baby, like at all. So now he lives at what we call the retirement home because he lays around all day long and like loves lights. But now he likes Riley. Like she's at the age where like she lets him in and out and stuff. So we do technically have a dog, but he doesn't live with us anymore. And we will probably not be getting any pets. We travel too much. It's just, it doesn't fit our lifestyle. Same here. So what's your favorite family holiday tradition? It can be Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, but like, what's a tradition that you think is very important? So I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And I love just sitting down and like making a full meal from scratch. And then we love Black Friday shopping, like live for it. And so that's always something fun that Austin and I have done. I will say we've moved around so much that like we haven't had consistent traditions, but that's something we're working on now. But Thanksgiving, like I love to cook the meal. I love to do that for my family. So that would definitely be it. If you could completely get rid of one month out of the year, what month would it be and why? December. I can't say. Why December? I I love Christmas. I'm such a Christmas is not my favorite holiday. I also think everyone checks out of life in December. I think a lot of people are stressed in December because of the holidays, but also the new year's coming, the end of the year for tax. Like people just get stressed in December. Florida don't really care. But when growing up in Virginia, 
Now, North Carolina, it is cold. I don't like December. I would totally get rid of it. Yeah. So speaking of that, what's your favorite day of the week and why? Fridays. Fridays? Fridays, because typically I'm not working. If I am working, it's like during Riley's nap or something. Like I'm not like fully in work mode, but it's also not a day that I have to like plan a bunch of stuff like activities and stuff. I know that sounds awful, but it's like usually a chill day in our house. Like I don't have to get ready for anything. Usually like doing a little bit of laundry plus doing a little bit of work plus playing with Riley. So it's like a mixed day of everything, but I don't have to be committed to anything. And I think that's the thing. Like even Saturday and Sunday, we have family commitments on Fridays. I'm 100% not committed to anything, not work or family related. Yeah. I love that. I think it's kind of one of those days that things kind of start slowing down from the end of the week, but then you kind of like get to look forward to like family time during the weekend. Okay. So if you could stay any age, what age would you permanently be? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say 30. I'm 30 right now and I would stay 30. I feel like 30 has been amazing. Austin probably would have thought that I was going to say 29, but 30 has been an amazing year. Yeah. Do you have any nicknames that people called you when you were growing up? No. Yeah, I didn't either. So I think I know the answer to this one. Would you rather have a cook or a maid? A maid. I already have a cook. <laughs> yeah, true. You have a built-in cook. So yeah, definitely a maid. And we we already said you hated to clean. So are you usually the person that arrives early, right on time, or are you usually running late? I'm like 10 minutes early complaining that everyone else is late. Yep. I could, I was going to guess that same thing. Okay. So let's go back to some business stuff. So we kind of talked about Friday being your favorite day, but what do you like to do to relax after a hard day at work? Binge trashy TV, like 100%. So what's your favorite way to celebrate your wins? I know you talk about this a lot in Serve Skill Soar, the importance of celebrating wins, even small ones. What's your favorite way to celebrate? We plan a trip. I love to travel. Oh gosh, me too. Okay, would you rather be without internet for the week or would you rather be without your phone for the week? Probably my phone. Be nice to just not have it around, not have to look at it, not have to worry. Yeah. How do you deal with being defeated or unsuccessful? So I don't think there's anything as unsuccessful. I think that we miss our targets, we miss our goals, but that doesn't mean unsuccessful. That means we had to learn something in that process. And so it stings. I'm not going to say it doesn't whenever you don't hit a goal, but I think that the big thing is I take like 10 minutes for my pity party and literally 10 minutes. It's not a all day thing. And then I really get clear on like, what was the lesson I needed to learn in this? And it may take a few days to figure that out. But as soon as I figure out that lesson, I'm like, okay, we're off to the races. Let's do the dang thing. Yeah. So if you could have done anything differently in the early part of starting your business, what would you have done differently? So probably not charge $15 an hour, but I also think that I learned a lot from that. And I think that my business started in direct sales. I don't, I learned a ton of lessons in direct sales, made a lot of mistakes in direct sales, learned a lot about how to run a business. So I think a lot of those mistakes happen where I got to learn from them. And so I haven't hit as many things here, there's two, one, I wouldn't have charged $15 an hour. And two, I would have probably tried to create my course or membership serve sales source sooner than waiting till when I did. Yeah. So kind of thinking about 
to where when you were starting your business, when did you decide to seek, hire, or invest in your first business coach? So my first one was right after I hit, it was, so I started my business July of 2018, got my first business coach January of two, and we're talking about like, when I hear business coach, I'm thinking like high ticket. So like not course, I mean like the first one, the very first investment I made was in a thousand dollar program to learn what a VA was. Then shortly after that, I invested in a $3,000 program to learn how to run Facebook ads. I don't really see those as coaches necessarily, but my first one that I paid several thousands of dollars for was a total nightmare. I thought that I needed a coach and I just needed to find someone who was in the space that I was doing. And so there was only one, and I was so new to the online world, there's only one coach that I knew about. And so I hired her, not one-on-one coaching. I've never been a fan of one-on-one coaching, a mastermind. And it was the worst investment. They like, it just was not a good fit. So 30 days I was able to get out of it. And then I was very particular about my next investment, which was in another mastermind, which was 15,000, I think. Was it 15,000? I think it was like 15,000. And that was Rick Mulready's mastermind. And because I put like a good chunk of money down, like I had skin in the game. All I was looking for is how can I make my $15,000 back? If I did that and made some relationships along the way, I was happy, made way more than that back. And it wasn't necessarily because of the coach. It was because I put skin in the game. So Rick's an amazing coach, but it wasn't necessarily because of him. It was because I had more skin in the game. And so I was willing to do things that I wasn't willing to do before. Yeah, I love that. So that was kind of going along with the second question was kind of like the, do you have any big takeaways from having a coach? Yeah, I think everyone should always have a coach. I think that the big thing is you got to find one that aligns with your values, your morals, where you're going, and that has the same energy. I went to one event and I left to go to San Diego to a different event. And this event, it wasn't bad, but the energy was different and I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And then I got to San Diego and walked into that event and I was like, oh, there's lightness here. Like it felt like not easy, but like light where this other event felt very heavy. And it was just the people that I was surrounding myself with. And so I think it's not only about like the coach, it's also about the energy that surrounds. So I always try to, you know, like, I feel like our programs are very light and that's because that's what I'm attracted to. Yeah. I think that you're always talking about, you know, working in alignment in your business. And I think that that, that is really important. So what's the best business advice you've ever received? Hmm. Probably just do it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. That's definitely it. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to do it. And I've literally ran with that. <laughs> like, I'm like, we're just putting Love it those Enneagram eights. Yes. Like, even when I write an email, I'm like, I just wrote an email and I don't usually write our emails. And I wrote the email and I sure as heck don't write an email that doesn't get proofed by Janessa. And I wrote it and I was like, it just needs to get out there. I don't have time for it to be proofed. And I was like, you know what? It's probably errors in here. Let's just roll with it. Love it. So what business advice do you give the most often then? Is it the same business advice that you receive? Just do it? Yeah, but also just take action. I think action breeds clarity and you just have to take action because you can learn all day long, but if you're not actually doing anything, like you're never going to see results. You're never going to fail, which means you can't learn. You're never going to succeed, which means you can't get reach the goals you want. So you just have to take action. Yeah. Okay. So a few last questions on the personal side, a few light ones. What's your favorite store to shop in? Mm, I love Target. (laughs) 
So basic, but I do. I love Target. Love it. You can get anything and everything at Target. What's a pet peeve that you have that you would make illegal if you could? You cannot show up late. Like if you were late, you were put in prison. That would be my goal. (laughs) What is your favorite thing about being a mom? I love in the morning, my child running up to me, jumping in bed, and she puts her little hands on my face and says, mommy, me hungry. (laughs) I love how to wake up to that. Kids are always hungry too. So who inspires you? Mm. I feel like who inspires me is my husband because he has the hardest job. Like he is raising our child 24 seven and he lets me put my goals first. And also he's just like such a stinking amazing dad. So he inspires me to be a better mom. Love that. Oh, shout out to Austin. What's something that you want to do in the next year that you've never done before? This can be personal. I want to skydive, but Austin's not going to let me. He's not going with me, but I really want to skydive. Oh gosh. Okay. So the last few business questions as we wrap up, what motivates you to work harder? Just knowing that we're doing this for like such a bigger cause. It's not about me anymore. And it's not even about my family anymore. It's about all the people that we have an opportunity to impact and let them live a life of choices. That's definitely what it is at this point. Oh, love it. How do you give back in your business? I know this is very important to you and I know this, but I think that some of the surf scale soar, you know, some of the audience may not. So we give back to Village Impact. I mean, we give back in so many ways, but Village Impact is definitely the biggest financial way that we give back. And so that's something near and dear to my heart. And so we'll have Amy McLaren on the podcast later at the end of August, and she'll talk more about Village Impact, but it's definitely something close to our heart. I love it. Okay. How do you balance work and life responsibilities? Mm. Like I said, you just got to leave your laptop where it needs to be. And then we have our hard no's like in our hard yeses. So if it doesn't fall into that, then it doesn't get done. Love it. Okay. Last question. What are you looking most forward to in the coming months for your business? Oh, we have some launches coming up. So our end of the year is heavy. So not heavy, but like packed, which I'm excited about. We have some a new quiz coming out, which I'm really excited about. We have our Serve Scale Soar launch that starts in August, the whole month of August. And I'm doing a brand new training on how to price your services with confidence. So that's coming. And then in October, we're doing our launch for conversions for clients. And so we just have a lot going on and I love it. I love launching. Lots of fun stuff coming up for 2021. So anyways, Brandy, this was such a fun episode and I really enjoy getting to interview you. I'm glad that Austin said no so that I could come on and do this. I think it'll be a really fun episode for all of the audience. And yeah, I just had a blast today. So thank you for inviting me. Thanks for asking amazing questions. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.